Welcome to the 44th Toronto International Film Festival. You lucky, lucky people. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is our Toronto International Film Festival 2019 review of Marriage Story. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. In this series of episodes, we'll be covering films that we caught at the 2019 Toronto International Film Festival. This is Marriage Story, the latest film from Noah Baumbach. And, uh, yeah, um, is there a trailer for this one yet? I want to say maybe. I definitely didn't watch it. I hadn't seen it either. Either way, there may be a trailer that plays right now. I've been what I love about Nicole. Loving you. She's a great dancer. Infectious. She is a mother who plays, really plays. She gives great presents. She's competitive. What? Are you kidding me? You want to be free. She knows when to push me. Oh, baby. And when to leave me alone. I thought we should talk. Okay. I don't know how to start. And your love is growing cold. My love is growing stronger. What I love about Charlie. Loving you. He loves being a dad. It's almost annoying how much he likes it. A little too new. He cries easily in movies. I cried four times. Me too. He's very competitive. What's this? Who owns Baltic Avenue? He's very clear about what he wants. He's a great dresser. He never looks embarrassing, which is hard for a man. He takes all of my moods steadily. He doesn't make me feel bad about them. He rarely gets defeated, which I feel like I always do. we should talk okay <laughs> i don't know how to start with you my love life has been so wonderful But if there didn't or there was, uh, we're just going to dive into the review for you guys. So the marriage story is uh, the story of a couple um, who are married (laughs) and are slowly transitioning into potentially not being married. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of the story of how they deal with that and uh, where it takes them. (laughs) Stephen Miller, what did you think of marriage story? Chris, you know how I can be a stickler for like an annoying audience member or a suboptimal viewing experience. And this movie had plenty of suboptimal viewing experiences. There were like people talking left and right. There were people on their phones in like every field of view that I had. There was a weird phasing thing that happened with the surround sound where in a few scenes you would hear like a time shifted version of the dialogue happening. 
And none of that could change the fact that I fucking loved this movie. I thought this was a great film. I'm going to say this is so far the only film up until that point. So this was our, I think, like sixth film of the festival, maybe seventh. And this was the only one that far that I would have happily watched again. Yeah. Like, this is a movie that I plan on rewatching, that I'm going to enjoy diving in and like getting to really sink my teeth into the dialogue. Um, I am a fan of Noah Baumbach. Like, canonically, I've loved everything of his except uh, Greenberg, and I have a feeling like if I went and watched <laughs> Greenberg again now, I would probably like that too. Um, I think this is my favorite movie that he's made. I think this... It, it hits everything that you want in a Noah Baumbach movie. I mean, it's incredibly well-written. It's surprisingly funny, way more funny than I was expecting this movie to be, given the subject matter is divorce. Yeah. Um, it, its characters are very fleshed out. You know, he isn't stretching too far beyond his experience. Obviously, like, these are New Yorker characters who are very similar to him and people he is or has been with in the past, like, living similar lives. Um, but it's just such a like a, a restrained story. I feel like he could have really gone for blood and he, there are a few scenes where there's like really emotional conversations, but for the most part, this is just the story of two people who loved each other, who still mostly love each other, but who are getting a divorce and about the kind of the, the trials and tribulations that happen along the way. Um, I think Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are both fantastic in this. Uh, Adam Driver, I would say gets a little bit more to do. Like I think the, the movie follows him more and his big emotional moments are a little bit bigger than what Scarlet gets. But I just thought they were both like very believable. They're both people who I've never really felt like had range. Like they both kind of always play the same character. And in this movie, I feel like they both get to flex in a way that I wasn't used to, especially mm -hmm. Adam. Like there are some like very emotional scenes with him, but yeah. also funny scenes with him where I've never seen him being like that laid back and that like openly comedic in the way that he is in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was great. There, it it definitely is similar to other movies in this genre. I decided to do some homework over the last couple of weeks, uh, <laughs> so I watched Kramer vs. Kramer and Scenes from a Marriage. Tons of very kind of direct references to both of those movies here. There's like courtroom drama that is really really well done in this movie. There's harsh long take arguments that just lets people basically say like how much they love each other and how much they hate each other and how much they love each other like all in one conversation. And yeah, I don't know. I, I loved it. All the terrible viewing experience in the world couldn't take that away from me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought this film was fantastic. I mean, it, it's, um, I knew almost nothing about it other than uh, it's new, like who was in it and that it was Noah Baumbach's film and um, just that it was going to probably be about a crumbling marriage. I didn't even know that the topic was necessarily divorce. Yeah. Um, but this film opens with characters reciting what it is about what the other person loves about them. And then immediately you realize this is in a session <laughs> where it's like dealing with the fact that the marriage is not working yeah, out. Yeah, mediated separation, basically. Yeah, yeah, which is a really interesting way to like dive you. And it feels like a fanciful we're about to watch this like beautiful story about these two falling in love. It's like, oh, no, this is the after part of having had a life together. And now things are crumbling. Um, I, I think that... Um, the performances in it are fantastic. And I love like what you talked about, like these long take mo moments that sit throughout the film where it's just a locked off camera looking at a person's face as they talk for a long time in a very like I, I, I kept wondering 
if there were hidden breaks or anything or anything or how many times they would have to shoot one of these scenes because there were very long, like extremely long takes where somebody is just like moving about and and like rambling about something or, and kind of just working through something. And you can even see like there, there's another person on the opposite side of that conversation, but the camera just stays on the one person uh, because they're the one who's kind of going through and working through the situation. And it, it's it's kind of amazing to watch that play out um it's kind of like you know we 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 were talking um in uh the review of the sort of trust like there there are moments in that film where like mark maron gets to sit and just like tell a life story that's like every single scene in this film yeah (laughs) like it's not just you're watching a film and there's one moment where each character gets to shine and you're like wow that was really impactful this is like scene by scene by scene where characters work through something and it really kind of shows um, th- not even just the messiness of relationships, but the specific messiness of trying to separate, especially when the law is involved, mm-hmm. and how how feelings get messed with, and how like it really becomes this battle where there are no winners or losers. It's just everyone loses, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's 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 a really compelling watch, and. Um, you know, we may have already been primed having like cried through Blackbird, but yeah. I feel like there are plenty of moments in this film too that just get you good, um, that are like really impactful and really, really just kind of like shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's one argument. So basically, the the movie has, from my recollection, three very long um, spoken word pieces where there are very few cuts. And one is just Scarlet, one is just Adam Driver, and then one is them together. Yeah. The one with them together, I think, like, that has to be an Oscar real moment. Like, I feel like there's no way that doesn't show up at the end of the year. It was so, like, powerful and huge. Like, it, it really blew me away. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, 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 like, you know, we're talking about how, like, sort of harrowing the film is and, like, how impactful it is. But it's also incredibly funny. Like, Very it, funny. it is... Like there, it, you are laughing constantly as you watch this film. Sometimes maybe like you're clearly supposed to, but for the characters, you wouldn't want to laugh if you were in mm-hmm. the room with them. But it's little moments, like little biting things that people do, where you just kind of like have like a quick chuckle um, that kind of break up these moments of of impactfulness. But yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a really amazing um, watch, uh, and yeah, I, I I had an amazing time with it. Yeah, I like the the comedy really surprised me here too. Again, because I haven't seen a trailer. If there is one, I, I shouldn't have been surprised because No Bombach is always pretty funny, and especially the last few movies of his have all been pretty comedic. But like, like Laura Dern, I think is pretty hilarious here as a like a high driven divorce attorney <laughs> that uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson gets. <laughs> Alan Alda is like a great foil to her as the kind of nice older man who maybe isn't quite as competent as he should be at yeah. like a, a cutthroat divorce proceeding um there's a ton of physical comedy here like in the raising of the kid and some very broad moments late in the movie involving a trick <laughs> um <laughs> yeah they're they're just funny visual gags that are also kind of sad like the idea of halloween for instance and how that plays out um yeah it, it's just a very funny movie and it moves really quickly i feel like because this movie yeah. is two hours and 15 minutes long this is a long. It's a fifteen, right? Yeah, two fifteen. Okay. <laughs> like, like it's a it's a reasonably long movie considering yeah. most of the things we've watched at the festival have been like one forty five or something. I this felt like one of the quickest movies of the festival to me. It felt like I yeah. could have watched it all day. And it does cover a lot of ground, so it's not that like the scope of it is small. It just 
it breezes by, probably because you have your brain is tricked by having these long takes. You don't know how much time has passed in that scene. And then you're like, oh shit, like that's been a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we haven't even talked too much about uh, the kid aspect of it um, outside of you just mentioning it just now. But yeah, it, it is interesting to like you, this really hammers home how much of the kid's existence plays on the, the power that both members of this couple have in this d- divorce proceeding. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it's not just two people who are, like, trying to amicably, amicably se- separate. Mm-hmm. They are, like, there are, there are stakes, and they're both trying to use the child's existence. And, like, this film never really takes time to sit with the child's view and figure out who the child would rather go with. It's the child becomes caught in sort of in between the, this couple as they try to fight. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just... Um, there's... It 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 gave a lot more than than maybe some other films would do. Like it, it just it felt like every scene really mattered. <laughs> and so. and it is like I it isn't perfectly even handed. Like I think it in terms of allegiances, maybe this is just because I'm a, a guy watching the movie, but I feel like I'm tipped like fifty five forty five toward Adam Driver <laughs> if I like if if it's a tie in terms of like who am I rooting for to quote succeed in this proceeding and who might not um but overall the movie does a really good job of showing the kid bonding with both parents yeah the way that it opens where they're both describing the good in each other really helps set the stage of like this is not a movie with a bad guy and a good guy this is a movie of two people who love their kid who have strengths and a few weaknesses but even their weaknesses are like played as charming and played for comedy and are a a reason the other loves each other so it I, I just thought it was really, really interesting. If, if you like the kid dynamic, you should definitely watch Kramer vs. Kramer because oh, yeah. it's all about the exact same thing. Basically, it's just Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep, but the same separation, the same kind of courtroom reasoning and like the desire to not get the kid looped in or not make his life any worse and the same even reasons for separate. It, it, there, there's a lot of similarities there that I think you would like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was very truthful and like Noah Baumbach is always self-referential at least in this decade it feels like he always is um this feels like even though the character is very Baumbach-ish in the sense that he's a director who married an actress uh so (laughs) Noah Baumbach was married to Jennifer Jason Lee before he met Greta Gerwig um and they did divorce so like this movie could roughly be based on their divorce like maybe there's a scene about uh, when it's introducing Scarlett Johansson's character, she was came to prominence in like a teen comedy, and it shows her flashing. And Jennifer Jason Lee in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, like that might have been a nod to that. But then the character is very Greta y, and the kid is of an age that wouldn't have been true for either of them. So, like, it's he's taking like inspiration from his life, yeah. but it seems like he's playing with it enough that it isn't like just navel gazing, like, look at how hard this was. Like, he's really trying to like dig deep. Enough that you kind of know where he's coming from, but then twisting it so you can't think that it is literally about himself. Which, yeah, yeah. Considering he's kind of a very like inward oriented. Yeah, does he twist it enough to make you think that? It can? I think so. I, okay. I, I I think so. I think it would be it would be hard to believe that it it feels a little bit like he's tw- he's he's going far enough away that it can be plausible deniability as opposed to <laughs> being like not me for sure. Yeah, I mean. To that end, he does a good job of giving Charlie, Adam Driver's character, plenty of faults of his own. And yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the movie has this kind of pacing about it where at, at the start, because Scarlett 
is the one who initiated the divorce. Uh, it's told at the beginning of the movie, so I don't think it's a spoiler, really. You kind of are inclined to feel for Adam Driver because he's the one whose life is kind of being yeah. thrown off kilter. And then the movie, over the course of the runtime, starts to sprinkle in details of why did they get divorced and how were you behaving. And yeah, yeah. It, it does this nice like balancing act halfway through where it starts to shift you into thinking maybe she's right, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and the kid also, I, I don't know, it's just very complicated and it decides to not go the easy route. But it also isn't painful or hard to sit through at all. Like, like again, I, I loved Blackbird. Uh, I, I really liked Honey Boy as well. Neither of those are movies I'm like eager to rewatch. And this is one that I feel like I could just throw on and get more and more out of. Yeah. And I, I think too that like it's, so we, we're watching... Um, we're we're watching the divorce play out, and it's a ugly mess. But the ugliness doesn't ever start from the couple itself. It starts from the lawyers that get involved. Yeah. So, um, so Scarlett Johansson gets a lawyer, and that lawyer is like, uh, just a she's really good at divorce law. <laughs> we'll yeah. just say that. Um, um, so like the ugliness is all the legal side of things. And it tries to keep the characters sort of on an all right level. And yeah, as you said, like we're not supposed to see Scarlett Johansson necessarily as the evil one. Um, Laura Dern's character is the one that's bringing yeah. in all the anger. She, she's basically transplanted from season one of Big Little Lies. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think what happens is over time that Scarlett Johansson is sort of empowered by Laura Dern's mm-hmm. actions. And she sort of stops caring about the evilness yeah not evilness like the the scary big bad of of what the proceedings are doing and then adam driver who is like man what is up with this crap slowly starts to realize that like maybe he what everything wasn't as rosy as, as right. he did and, and i think it it's it shifts it it, it focuses on the ugliness but shifts it away from the people themselves in a way that lets you not you kind of don't have to choose sides. You're just watching this thing as an observer of the group. Um, and it doesn't feel like it's a one directional film. It, it does feel um, sort of spaced out. It just has a long enough runtime that it ebbs and flows yeah. <laughs> with whose side you're sort of on. And an aspect of it that I really love is by leaping past the moment of the relationship being dissolved, like, a traditional movie, that would be the first half of the film, right? Is like we would watch them together and then we'd watch it get worse and worse and worse. until yeah. they fi- And then by the time they decide to split, that would be like roughly the end of the movie probably. Um, by jumping ahead of that, you kind of have a movie that lives in the space where like in any like relationship, you always have good and bad feelings after the end of it, right? Like two people who've been together for a while, clearly yeah. there, there's something there, especially in a marriage where there's a kid involved. And like, the the presence of both of those, like the familiarity that they have even after they're divorced and they just have this kid left, the whole movie kind of lives in that space where they can be doing a hard thing, right? Like Scarlett Johansson can be serving him divorce papers, but at the same time, she's worried about like, how is he feeling? Is he going to be sad by this? How can I lighten the load? And they're going to like make small talk about it after like check in on each other. And I think yeah. there's another like an argument scene too where people are screaming terrible things at each other and then it basically ends with a like all like almost a laugh like a knowing like yeah i'm sorry that was over the top you know like there's yeah, just yeah. this 
I, I really like it, and I feel like not a lot of movies, at least recently, have explored that that dynamic where it doesn't have to be binary love or hate. Like it can be a combination of both. Yeah, not since Happy Anniversary. Yep. <laughs> uh, that was a slight joke for everybody. <laughs> yeah, don't you dare utter that name of that movie in this review. <laughs> in the same sentence as Marriage Story. Yeah. What? Just because it's a Netflix film about the dissolution of a relationship? nailed it <laughs> um yeah i mean any any sort of last thoughts uh, about the film um i didn't know adam driver could sing <laughs> and then True. now i do um scarlet also gets the same so, so i it, i don't quite understand what was going on in that scene like just somebody sat down at a bar in the restaurant and started playing on the piano and he's like i'm gonna do a sing now <laughs> yeah i don't know if it was an elaborate karaoke bar type situation or I for a minute I thought it was going to be like an immersive theater thing, like the lights were going to come up and everyone was going to start clapping, and it was like that whole conversation had been a play that he made out of their life. I don't know. I don't care. I was happy to watch him sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it was fun. <laughs> Good, nice soundtrack. Also, uh, Randy Newman knocked it out of the park. <laughs> but I'm a sucker for like that nice piano music. Yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. Uh, should we get to verdicts then? Sure. All right, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give us a must-see, reckon with the caveat, wait for until pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, must-see. All, all the way. This is... I, I don't want to spoil future reviews. This is definitely one of my favorite movies of the festival. Yeah, uh, agreed. Must-see for me. Also one of my favorites. Um, it was really fantastic, and uh, hopefully everybody will get to see it soon. Is it... it, it do, do we know when it's coming out? Uh, early December is when it comes out. Okay, cool. Well, that is going to do it for a review of Marriage Story. Um, Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? People can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or Instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. And, uh, yeah, that was our review. Uh, we are going to go take off, and we have, of course, more reviews coming down the pipe, so stay tuned. Bye. This is Canadian content, and it's time we take credit for it, starting now. Oh, oh. Canada!